Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm joined by Frank Warren over Zoom. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a little while, Frank, uh, since we last spoke. Uh, Long time. Well, we're talking about... The situation with Don King and Daniel Dubois it was a little bit of a different interview, but uh, you're all right now. You're good. Yeah, I've been all right all the time. You know, I'm, uh, we're good. We've got a lot of good shows coming up and planned, and uh, we're going to have a good autumn and winter. So I'm, I'm delighted the things we're putting together. They're competitive fights involving top class fighters, and they're all significant fights because at the end of them, there's a there's a story, and and it all leads to to the to the to the guys hopefully fighting for heavyweight heavyweight title you know, over the next uh, couple of years. Yeah, we will come over to the uh, heavyweight division in a second. But firstly, you uh, announced that Amanda Serrano uh, will be your chief support fight um, on the Joyce Parker Bill in Manchester on September twenty fourth. Just talk to me about working with Jake Paul and getting that fight over the line with Amanda. Well, we've we've you know we've more through George, my sons. Built up a great relationship with uh, with Jake's team, Nikita and, and so forth, and uh, and it's culminated in this. And um, you know, it's a great fight. I think it's um, three three belts on the line uh, for the title. And uh, quoting my publicist, it, she was involved in one of the best fights ever that took place at Madison Square Garden. So uh, we're going to get a chance to see her in the flesh in the UK now. Yeah, of course, that fight with uh, Katie Taylor um, in New York gathered uh, a lot of attention. I think it did over, well, around 1.5 million views on DAZN. So, yeah, uh, it's good to get Amanda surely on the bill for yourself. It is. I'm delighted. You know, I'm delighted they put it together. And uh, again, it shows us working with other promoters. You know, we've got Lou DeBella's fighter on there as well. He's fighting Anthony Kakachi for the IBO title, Michael Magnesi. So, yeah, it's all looking good, mate. You know, it's a really good, good competitive card. Real good fights on there. You know, some nice domestic bust-ups and also, uh, you know, some, uh, as I said, you know, the main events are, I think, a significant fight as far as the heavyweight division is concerned. 
Frank, of course, we've seen a, a rise in women's boxing over the last few years. You had your stint with uh, Nicola Adams, um, and I know you've recently signed Raven Chapman as well, and now you've got Amanda on your bill. Now, obviously, you're someone who was, let's say, fairly sceptical uh, about women's boxing. But, yeah, what, what are your thoughts now as as the sport in that in that faculty is uh, is progressing more and more? Well, it is. There's no doubt about that. And it's uh, and Raven Chapman's also on the card as well. She'll be fine on the card. Um, yeah, look, it, it, I, I did do my stint with Nicola. And, uh, you know, we've done a great job for her. She wound up becoming world champion, coming off her two Olympic uh, gold medals that she got. Um, won the world title. And, uh, and I think the standard has improved. I've always said, you know, I have no problems with or, or take my hat off each time to the effort and the endeavour that anybody, you know, women, anybody for that matter who, who gets into the ring and, and, the, and the hard training and so forth. My thing about at the time, which is, you know, a few years ago, was that the standard, you know, you'd get an outstanding girl, but the rest of them just weren't up to the level. And I think that's gaps closed now. So you're going to get more competitive fights. Okay. Uh, you also announced uh, a brilliant welterweight fight uh, between Echo Esserman and Samuel Antwi on that bill on September 24th. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Sorry, mate, you have to do it again. Someone's calling me and I can't get rid of the bloody call. That's all right. I said, uh, I said you also announced uh, another good fight for that card with uh, Echo Esserman and Samuel Antwi. That's a cracking domestic. I mean, that's a really, really good fight. Both of them got good records. Between them, they've only got one loss. So I think that's going to be a, a really good fight. You know, Samuel comes to fight. He's 14 and 1. And Echo, you know how I think of him. I think he's an outstanding fighter. Undefeated, 17 wins. Does 17 wins. And, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's, you know, these are, these are good fights. They're real top competitive fights. It's for the British and Commonwealth title. So, you know, I'm delighted. I'm delighted that's on there. I mean, this is a real good fight card, a really good fight card. There's not a bad fight on there. Considering the card that you've put together and, of course, the main event between Joyce and Parker, how many buys do you think this roughly does on BT Sport Box Office, Frank? I think it'll do what we need to do to make it work. You know, we don't complain about anything. You know, predicting buys is a difficult thing. According to my publicist, it's not going to do so well. But, you know, he, he promoted for quite a while, Joseph Parker. So if it doesn't do well, then you've got him to blame because he's not the attraction that he keeps saying he was. You know, we'll be, we'll be, I'm, I'm, I know this is going to do well. We've had great response to it, response to it. Tickets uptake's been brilliant. It's going to be a sellout. And I, I generally think that the fans are buying into this because it means something. It's a meaningful fight. The number one against the number two the winner becomes the mandatory to the fight that takes place where you are on Saturday. It's a proper, meaningful fight. And, you know, to demean it, it's just plain stupid. You know, Joe Joyce is, you know, he's done everything that's been asked of him. You know, he's done, uh, and more, you know, represented his country at amateur level. He's, 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 he's done a fantastic job. And I think him and Parker, the styles will gel and make it a classic heavyweight fight. It's not very boring, that's for sure. And somebody will go. Well, I look forward to it. Um, you touched on it earlier in this interview, Frank. Of course, on that bill, you're working, I believe, with three different promoters in 
boxer in the main yeah. event with Joseph Parker, um, with uh, Jake Paul and MVP for the Amanda Serrano fight, and for Kakachi's opponent with Lou DiBella. Now, there's this narrative uh, in boxing that you know promoters don't work together, but you're working with three different promoters on on one card here. So, yeah, your thoughts on that? It's a, it's, a false, it's a false narrative. It's a false narrative because we've always worked with other promoters. Always. I've done it my whole life in boxing, worked with promoters. It's just a false narrative and it's a, and it's a, a narrative that's been peddled to, you know, for the new kid on the block who's, you know, no one works together. So that's it. You know, we've reached out and tried to work with people. We tried to work with Matram when they were at Sky. You know that. I mean, we, we actually put fighters on their cards and tried to, you know, to make some fights, but that didn't work. We work with people, always have worked with people, works in association with people. That's something that's never changed. I've been doing that since I started out in boxing. And, you know, this is just a, another example of us working with other promoters. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen over the last uh, few days uh, someone in your office has been causing a, a, a very big stir in the boxing world. What, what is this? Dev Sani. Oh, what? Dev's the man. Dev's the man. Don't mess with Dev or you come unstuck, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, you've got different promoters talking about him online, fighters, uh, people in boxing. Yeah, just get your reaction to his comments where he said that Joyce Parker, he believes, will do the same amount of buys as uh, Ben and Eubank Jr. I think it will. I mean, first of all, it's on a tri tried and tested and positive platform. That's before you start. So we'll see what the other one does. You know, the other fight on paper is you've got you, you, I mean, you really look at it, it on fighter, it's a guy who's 33 years of age who's never achieved what he what everybody said he should achieve. Like he classed him as being a, a prospect of 33 years of age. And you've got Nigel's boy who's done extremely well for himself, but he's not fought anybody of significance. So this fight is, you know, it's a, it's a, I'll get all the drama and everything that's, that's around it and good luck to him and God bless him and make some money out of it. I don't like, I'm not too sure about what, I'm, I don't know whether it's true or not about this weight situation because you, you hear things, but I don't know how that works. All I, all I hope is that however it works, that the boxers are going to be safe doing things like that. And I hope the boxing board of control, bearing in mind they had a bit of a problem um, last year, which cost them a lot of money uh, regarding the, 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 these, these uh, regarding um, the health and safety aspects of the sport. And doing weight is the weight issues are always the problem that causes the problem in boxing, the health issue because of dehydration, because of where the brain sits in fluid and how you lose weight and not losing that fluid, you know, which the, which the brain sits in and so forth. So it has to be really monitored safely. And I don't, and I don't know what, I mean, hearing all sorts of things, and some of the things I hear sound a little bit of a horror story, but then again, you can't believe everything that's out there. And I just hope the border control do the right thing. It's a good fight. I believe, I, I'm, I'm with Dev on this. I think this uh, heavyweight fight is a more meaningful fight because what it, the consequences of the fight. The consequences is that the winner becomes a mandatory challenger. The other one is it's it's a, a play on a previous rivalry between the two dads. 
from many many years ago based but based upon reality what they you know what what's been achieved and what the level of this fight it is what it is you know they go and get a few quid out of it and as i say god bless them and they're doing it down to the fact that um if it weren't for the fact that, that who their parents were i mean would anybody really be giving it giving it really that big attention and the answer to that is no i, I don't believe so but listen the the easiest pay-per-view is the most honest form of determining the boxer's worth because people are going to pay or they're not going to pay. They're going to buy into it or they're not going to buy into it. Sometimes they buy into what is a real fight. Sometimes they buy into a novelty value or, a, you know, or, or however it's been played up. You've seen it as well with um, with YouTubers. People buy into it. So, you know, so it, it, these things happen. I'm not for one minute suggesting, by the way, when I say a novelty, that these two guys are not going to ch- train their balls off and give their all. They professional, and I know they will do. Um, but the the weight side of it, I don't know how that works. But I, looking at it, I, I I just can't see how somebody who's fought or campaigned at super middleweight for such a while and at the ages can come in under that weight and then on the night, if it's true, only be two or three pounds over that weight. I don't know how that one works. I just I, I have no idea how that works out. And that's just something that the boxing border controls there to deal with. It's their job to safeguard these two boxers' health and the industry. I understand what you're saying there, Frank, and people in boxing will relate to that. But in terms of Ben and Eubank, as you said, because of the dads and the backstory, do you think it will grip the casual fan? Uh, I'm sure it will. I think it will do. And I think that uh, also what happened is that the, the press are buying into it. They are buying, they will buy into it. But, you know, it is what it is. You can't, you know, whatever way you want to dress it up, it is what it is. People will buy into it or not. But don't tell me it's something that's, that, you know, it's not, it's not an eliminator for a world title. It's not a world title fight. You know, these two guys are not even the best in Britain at their weights, respective weights. That's a fact. Okay, let's uh, jump back to the heavyweight division. So I've seen over the last couple of weeks back and forth between Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora. Um, Just tell me about that situation. What on earth happened there, Frank? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, Tyson said that he offered Derek Chisora £2 million and Derek turned that down. Well, listen, Derek Chisora getting £2 million to fight Tyson Fury is a fortune. I mean, where's he going to earn £2 million? You know, nowhere. Where's he going to get a shot at a world title fight? Nowhere. So, you know, if that was the case, if Tyson did offer him that, he should have bit his hand off. Okay. But, you know what? He's, but Tyson's done it twice. He's, he's fought him twice, he, you know. And the, I, I was reading that, what's his name? He writes for Box, Boxing News, Elliot Wurstle, talking about who wants to see this? And I, I hear all that. I understand what he's being said. But then to refer back to his last fight and, and, and what a disaster the last fight was and the stuff he said, it's just totally absolute bollocks. That fight that was at the Excel Centre, that was a good card. You, had, you actually had you had Eubanks in with um, Billy, Billy Joe Saunders, got beat. You had uh, Frankie Gavin in with... Um, Bradley Skeet, and you had that that fight. It did. His fight didn't come at two o'clock, and when it came on at midnight, and the reason was because we just we just overran. That's what it was. There was problems 
was seating in the crowd and stewarding, which was down to the venue, not down to us. We hired a venue. It's their job to do it. We never, we've not been back there since as a result of that, by the way. But it was a bloody good night's fighting. If he cares to go and look at his publication, they'll see they gave it their four-star rating as a fight, as a preview and so forth. So it's all very well to be wise after him. But, but his article on it was, I've never read so much bollocks in my life. Okay. Okay. Aside from that Chisora situation, um, Tyson Fury vacated the Ring Magazine belt, which will be on the line for Usyk Joshua 2 in Saudi Arabia. Your reaction to Tyson vacating that Ring Magazine belt? That's his choice. If he chooses to do that, that's his choice. And he's done it. Um, He's the WBC champion. That's where he sits at the moment. And that's the belt he holds. But irrespective of any belts, he is the number one heavyweight in the world, head and shoulders above all of them. All of them. Again, contrary to boxing, boxing news, who make Usyk pound for pound best, or whatever they, whatever pound for pound means these days, as the best. I, I, I lose, I, I lose track of all this. But um, Tyson's the number one. He is the number one heavyweight. You, if you if you can't beat Tyson Fury, you are not the number one heavyweight. He is. WBC put out that on the 26th uh, of August of this month that um, they will make a decision or contact Tyson about vacating that WBC belt or not, whether he wants to keep it. Did you get informed about that as well? Yeah, I've seen that and and we'll deal with that. But the fact is his mandatory is not due for another year. He hasn't gotten a mandatory due, so there's no way he's having... You know, if he doesn't want to vacate the title, there's no way anyone's going to take that belt off him because they can't take it. He's complied all the mandatory situations. He's done everything he's he's been, he's been liable to do. And people shouldn't even be talking like that. You know, he only fought in April. We're in you know we're in August. He's been more active than 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 uh, Joshua has in the last twelve months. So Frank, on the on the twenty sixth, if the WBC say what they're going to do and they and they ask Tyson for a decision on it, are you going to lobby with them and? and say what you just said to me about it. There's nothing to lobby. They cannot take that belt off him unless he wants to vacate or if he does something that's detrimental to boxing. And he hasn't done that. And I'm sure they'll support him. Okay. Now, knowing Tyson, do you think on Sunday morning, whatever happens uh, in Saudi Arabia, he'll wake up and think, (laughs) I fancy a a go at one of these two? Knowing... you know, Tyson is a fighting man. That's what he, he enjoys fighting. That's what he is. He's a fighting man. And he is at his best mentally, I believe. I mean, I don't live with him, so I may be wrong. But I believe he's mentally at his best when he when when he's when he's uh he's in fight mode and when he's fighting. So he's at the, he's at the peak of his career now. Um, I'm sure he'll watch that fight and he'll get his juices going because it, it will do. And I know he's going to look at thinking and knowing that he's got the beating of either of the guys. And uh, we'll see what happens after that. If, you know, there's, a, there's somebody, you know, if we're going to put this fight on, there's going to have to be a truckload of money being pulled up for it, that's for sure. You can go and offer Tiger Woods $100 million to appear in a gold tournament. You can imagine what that would be worth for the unifi- unification fights. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it's going to be strange with, on the the Joyce Parker fight where you're going to be in opposite corners that night. Obviously, he's Team Parker. 
I might not let him in. <laughs> I'm sure he'll find a way in, Frank. Um, yeah, what he won't what go unnoticed. <laughs> Definitely won't. Yeah, what are your thoughts on? Um, I know we spoke to you a lot of times about this in the build up, but now we're three days away or so um, from the fight in Saudi Arabia. What are your honest thoughts about Usyk Joshua too? Well, there's things coming out every day. I mean, I was, I was quite surprised to see that Usyk, according to what I'm reading, he's bulked up a little bit more. Um, obviously, he's, he's, he's been a heavyweight uh, a little bit longer now, so he, he's probably changing his dietary requirements. Of what he's done for many, many years to make cruiserweight, he's now probably eating differently. But um, I, don't, I prefer guys to come in not carrying bulk. I like them to come in at their... Using their speed, I don't like I don't like watching fighters carrying weight around the ring, and I get why some guys bulk up because they feel they're not going to get pushed around and so forth. But if they can't catch you, you know, and you can you can hit and hit and make a miss, then to me that's uh, that that's where I, I prefer to see it. Seeing all of that, and I think this fight is not going to be about Usyk. It's all about AJ. You know, what can AJ do any different from his last fight? And we all see what he did. What he didn't do in his last fight was expected to be done. So can he go out? Can he? Because this fight for me is a battle of the jabs. Can he go out and impose his superior reach? Can he take the centre of the ring? Can he keep Usyk on the back foot? Can he do that? For 12 rounds. Can he do that? He's capable of knocking out anyone. Both of them. Big guys. They clip you, you get caught in the right way, you go. If he catches him, he could stop him. But for me, I just feel Usyk's too smart. I look at the change in trainer that he has in uh, uh, with um, taking uh, Robert Garcia on board now instead of uh, McCracken. I don't know whether that's a good move or not. He's a, he's, a, he's a very, very good trainer. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if he can change his habits because he's no youngster. Now is he is uh, AJ? Was he thirty three? Mm. So can he can he change his style and so so forth? Who knows? Usyk's got a great trainer, old Papa Lomachenko. He's not. A, there's there's loads of people. Every fighter gets in the corner of a trainer. Very few fighters get in the corner of a coach, a really good coach who can teach them the art of boxing, who can teach them balance. And so forth, and that's what he's he does. The old man, old man Lemonchenko. I mean, you see what he does with his son. He's very smart, and he gets the best out of the fighter, and instills, I think, really good, good discipline in 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 the fighters. And the the discipline last time was that, you know, at the end of the last fight, was that Usyk came out himself and said he was under orders not to go for the knockout, despite having him in trouble a couple of times. This time round, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Usyk, I think Usyk will go out to stop him, knowing that he can stop him, knowing that he has wobbled him, knowing that he has hurt him, knowing that he's out jabbed him, knowing all those things. So, the only person who can change this fight, how this fight works out, is Joshua. And the question mark is, can he change? Can he change what he's done in his last few fights? I think in his last five or six fights, he's wobbled in all of them and been and been uh, stopped in one of them, you know, badly stopped. Can he change that? I, 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 for me, that that is the big question. Personally, I don't think he can. I think Usyk is too much of a 
is, is a much better performer than uh, certainly than Ruiz. He'll, he'll perform better than Ruiz did in the second fight, that's for sure. Mm. And he got on his back foot in a, in, against Ruiz. If he gets on his back foot against this guy, he's going to be in trouble. He's got to negate everything that Usyk's got. And the only way he can do that is to dominate. Can he dominate? Has he got the heart to dominate? Okay, well, uh, your heavyweights, whether it's Tyson Fury, uh, Joe Joyce or Daniel Dubois, I'm sure we have a, a keen eye on it. Of course, Joe Joyce goes up against Joseph Parker, the WBO shot for the, the winner of that. And Daniel Dubois is sitting there as a WBA regular champion. So he'll get that WBA shot. I'm sure he, he'll fight before that shot. So there's plenty of rumours going around, Frank, that Daniel Dubois and, and Dillian White is going to happen. Can you make any comment? I can't at the moment, but Daniel will be involved in a good fight in the autumn. I mean, we have, he will fight, he will be out and he will be in a big fight and we are desperate to get get uh, get it announced and I'm hoping we'll be in a position to do that next week and it's pointless doing anything this week because obviously, and quite rightly, it's all about the big fight in Saudi. But next week, it's settled down and then we'll, uh, we're going to have some press conferences. Okay, we look forward to it. Just to, to close off, uh, let's touch on the light heavyweight division. Is there an update on um, Arthur Betabiev and Anthony Yard, please? Yeah, top ranking ourselves. Yeah, another promoter we're working with. They've, um, they've, uh, we've everything's agreed. All the terms agreed, but we're we are hearing that there might he may have an injury, and if he has, it means we might have to push it back. So we'll we'll know more about that over the weekend. Okay, okay. But that fight's on. That's on. Okay. And last one, um, Purse Bids, you won that for Callum Johnson and Joshua Buetzi. Of course, Eddie and Joshua Buetzi promote quickly came out and said that we will be pursuing the, the fight with Jean Pascal and we're not going to do the Callum Johnson fight. So your, your thoughts on, on that, please, Frank? Why don't they get involved in the Purse Bid? Why don't you just pull him out before? Why waste everybody's time? I don't understand that. I mean, if he's not going to fight, then why, why, why go go forward? By participating in the purse bid, you know, he, he, he can no longer fight for the European title for I think it's quite a lengthy time. Um, if he's got another road to go down, then he should have let let let's move on to the next available. And then that purse bid could have been for whoever the next guy is for Callum, and he can get on with his career. It's just it's just crazy, but. Perhaps they get pissed off we keep beating them in first bids. I don't know. So, the, obviously, they didn't bid, they said, for the thing, but they allowed the purse bid to go on and then didn't bid. Is that the case? I've got no idea. you got to ask them. I mean, you know, all I know is we won it. And all I know is he's not fighting. So, it's a it's pretty pointless, pointless exercise. I mean, what is the logic to that? I don't understand any logic whatsoever to that. Why would you allow your fighter to go forward in the purse bid, not put a bid in, and then pull him out. But uh, I'm sure you'll have Callum Johnson out soon and some news for him. Yeah, well, he whoever's the next guy in line is going to have to fight him and he'll be in the European title fight. And, that, and he wins that. He's going to be in this mix as well, in this light heavyweight mix. I mean, let me tell you something. Who would you much rather see, Pascal or against Boatsy or Callum? I think they're both very good fights, but from a they are good fight. But who would you much rather see? Who you see regularly? I think if you ever put two Brits together on a on a high level compared to a, a Brit and a and a guy from abroad, I think the Brits are always going to say the two Brits. So yeah, Waxy Johnson would be a great there fight. There you go. 
But uh, yeah, any of any of the, our light heavyweight scene at the moment um, is probably the best division in this country. So any of them together, and the heavyweight division. I mean, it's, I mean, we're you know we look you know we we must never sell ourselves short. I mean, this 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 little island of ours is uh, is it's flying at the moment as far as boxing is concerned. I mean, really flying with some great fighters between you know different promoters. Managers, there's some great fighters out there, some great fights to be made. And we're blessed at the moment. Definitely. Well, on that note, Frank Warren. We're more blessed than everybody else, though. <laughs> well, on that note, Frank Warren, thank you very much for your time. And no doubt uh, when I'm back from Saudi Arabia, we'll have a catch up next week. I look forward to that, mate. Enjoy it. And uh, don't forget, keep, you got to drink plenty of water. We'll do. It's very hot out here. Thank you very much, Frank. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.